the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it's your dude, I see robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where, like, that's the one where there's, like, a virus running rampant out in the world, but it's all good, because we're, we're staying safe in the house, we're wearing masks, we're... We're doing all those things that we have to do to keep ourselves safe, keep our loved ones safe, keep uh, the common citizens out there in the world safe. It's all good, man. We're we're doing the best that we can to maintain on a day-to-day-to-day basis. It's all good in the hood. This is me, IC Robots. As I just said a second ago, I am right now, as we speak, sitting in the in the office here in the Earth base. It is cold. For some reason, I have the front door open, and I'm too lazy to get up from my desk. Walk over there and shut it. So it's freezing. It's freezing in my house right now. It's raining outside, which I which I love. I love the rainy weather. I love, like, when it's cloudy outside. I just, there's something about it that makes me just, I feel very at ease. I feel very chill. I feel very nice. I feel very happy. I love to be in the house. Just, just doing all those things we do during the cold winter months. I like wearing sweatshirts. I like wearing sweaters. I don't know, man. It's just, this is my favorite time of the year right now. The Northern California winter months. It doesn't, it doesn't get too cold. It's like, it's like 40 degrees right now, which is, you know, that's chilly, but it's not like what some of you guys are dealing with. I got my guy Gabe up there near the wall, freezing, engineer nerd, freezing, Esqualito, freezing my guys up there in Buffalo, New York freezing, but it's all good. Freezing is nice. Every once in a while, you put on a fire, you get some hot cocoa, you watch watch some episodes of WKRP or whatever it is you do to comfort yourself during these trying times, and then you just, you just max and relax, dude. It's max and relax season. It's great. I, I feel, let me adjust my headphones here right now. They're all, they're all weird. Ever, like, put your headphones on, and, like, one side... It's like one length, and then the other side is like another length. I wear these over-the-ear headphones. We've talked about my love for the over-the-ear headphones. I wear my cans when I record, but um, what were we talking about? I I completely lost my track right there. What was what was the topic? We talked about being cold. We talked about hanging out inside. We talked about wearing earphones. I don't know. I can see Orange Boy the Cat from where I'm at right now, so they're... There is that. He's sitting on the edge of my couch, and I got distracted with him in the earphones. But I, I got something right here in my hand that I'm gonna open that I that I uh, I've been looking for it for a long time. I, I was over at the Walmart the other day, being safe, wearing a mask, doing all those things that we're supposed to do. I was at the Walmart, and I, I hit it on a whole bunch of toys. There was like a ton of stuff there. I found the Saru. The Saru Migo, Saru from Discovery, that I've been looking for for a long time. They finally got some Migos at my at my Walmart. Oh, E-Nerd. I asked you to pick up the Saru if you ever saw one, but I found it. I got it at the store, so I appreciate you doing that for me. He's a good guy. Good friend. Good friend of the show. But I I was able to score on a few things that I have been looking for for a while. I got the Saru, like I said. And then I also got these Jada Toys Nano. Hollywood Ride G.I. Joe 3-pack. It's cool, man. It's cool that there's, like, there's, like, some new Joes on the shelf. I'm glad to see that Hasbro's going back. But what these are are three, like, super small die-cast metal G.I. Joe vehicles. I think they only cost, like, $5. So I was very pleased with that. You got a His Tank. You got a Vamp Mark II. And a Snowcat. I had the Snowcat when I was a kid. I remember this one when I lived in Illinois. It's a... It's obviously a snow vehicle. It has treads in the front. 
treads in the back, rather, wheels in the front, and like a missile launcher, but I remember having this one and playing with it in the snow back in Oak Lawn, Illinois. I, I don't think I've ever had the Vamp Mark II. That's the desert vamp with the like a scorpion on the side of it. It also shoots missiles. I have, I have like the G1 vamp, the one that comes with clutch, the green, the green one. And as far as his tanks, I have like, hold on, let's take a look. I have one, two, three, four different his tanks. Over the years, they've really like, they've re-released the his tanks a few different times. There's actually like a his tank right now on release. So I, I, I seem like I pick one up every time they come out. So I got like, I got like a grip of those. So I was, I was excited to see it in here as well to add another to my, um, to my legion, my legion of his tanks. Let's uh, let's pick this, this open right now. It came open fairly easily. Pretty cool. Um, oh, this is nice too. This is like, there's a piece of cardboard in the front that they're using as a sign. This says GI Joe, but it comes completely out. It's not attached to anything. So let's make like a nice little bookmark or something like that. Like uh, you know, just nice little display piece of cardboard. These are in here pretty tight. So you're gonna hear. I'm going to hear some crinkling. I'm going to bring these out one by one by one. I've been looking for these for a while. They also came out with little figurines. And I found the figurines a while back, but I wasn't able to find these. What what finally, like, led to my success was I went over to the uh, the car aisle. I kind of thought that they would be in the action figure aisle with the other G.I. Joe's. But they were actually in the car aisle. And they didn't have a dedicated peg. What they had was, like a peg dedicated to the whole series, because there's also one from, like, Back to the Future, and I believe there's one of Transformers with, like, um, the three vehicles, like an Optimus Prime and, like, a Starscream and somebody else that doesn't transform. They're just, they're just in the car form, and these, these, uh, were on the back. They were on the back of the, uh, peg. This one's pretty cool. I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the Jeep, the Vamp, and it's, uh, it's pretty fun. It has wheels. It rolls. You can't turn the missile rack. Well, you can actually turn it, like, a little bit. It does turn a little bit, which is cool. I like it. These are, like, micro-machine size. They're very small, very petite, very cool. The, uh, the Snowcat is definitely deaf. I like this one a lot. I have very fond memories of the Snowcat and my time in Illinois with it where it would get snowy and I would take it outside and I would play with him and I'd play with my snow job and all these guys, and we'd run around in the snow. That was, that was really cool. It does from time to time to time snow here, but it's never like anything but just like a bit of a, a bit of flakes falling from the sky. It never, it never gets to be like any kind of substantial snow on the ground. But I, I have very fond memories of playing in the snow. And the his tank, the his tank is definitely cool as well. They have wheels, and they can roll. Let's roll them along the desk. But nah, man. If they kept coming out with these, I gotta say, I would keep buying them. I would buy every set. At $5 a set, there's no reason not to get these if you're, like, even, like, remotely interested in, like, G.I. Joe topics or G.I. Joe things of that sort. Very, very cool. Let's take a look at the Saru that I got. Saru is the first officer of the uh, Starship Discovery on Star Trek Disco, which is on the CBS All Access. If you're going to sign up for CBS All Access, do like I did. Go to thelogbook.com and sign up through Earl Green's site. He gets, a, he gets a kickback being like a Roddenberry employee and all that. Very, very happy for Earl. But um, Saru here is a Dynamite Mego, the head sculpt 
is just amazing. I can't, off the top of my head, recall the alien race that Saru belongs to, but he's very tall, and he's played by Doug Jones, who you might know from, like, a million different Hollywood movies. He's a a very well-known costumed actor, and he plays Saru just beautifully. He really brings something to the character, but the the head sculpt of Saru is just... It is amazing. I think Migo is absolutely knocking it out of the park right now. This is a dynamite figure. Saru has, like, he has a very uh, distinct kind of foot. His front part goes much lower than the back part. And it looks sort of like he's walking on his, uh, not his toes necessarily, but, like, the front portion of the foot. And the, uh, the foot sculpt, the boot sculpt of Saru indicates that. It is a little hard to get him to stand up, I have to admit. You kind of, you have a small little platform for his feet, and you kind of got to lean his body back a little bit. But it's not, it's not impossible, but it's very, very cool that they, they went ahead and got, like, the proper, the proper boots. Now, I haven't, I haven't seen this season of Discovery yet. We're watching, like, Deep Space Nine every Thursday. Every Thursday is Deep Space Nine night at the house, and we're waiting we're waiting to get to the end of the season. Once the season ends, then we're going to we're going to hop over to uh thelogbook.com, sign up for CBS All Access, and then we're just going to like we're going to watch that instead. I like to watch one Star Trek a week. One episode a week. We've dedicated Thursday as Star Trek night. And every Thursday we watch a Star Trek, be it Deep Space 9, be it Discovery, be it Picard, be it what have you. As for my guy Gino Vega who's going through a Star Trek rewatch, that's that's the method I recommend to you. Just pick a day. Just pick a day and in your head, pretend that Star Trek airs that day. Just go every Thursday, I'm going to watch my Trek because that is Trek Day. And eventually you will get through. That's my that's my secret of success. But nah, Saru is dope. This is a beautiful, beautiful figure. The, the pants have like gold piping down the side. There's a couple Starfleet insignias on his boot. Just... Just dynamite. I was really happy to find him. He was in the uh he was in the toy aisle, not in the Mego aisle. The Migos kind of are near the collectible section of the uh of the store near near the DVDs at my Walmart. But I found him hanging on a peg in the toy section. I was very pleased to find him. Very, very happy. Let's uh let's move forward. We've dedicated enough. To what did Icy Robots find at Walmart? Let's move forward into the show, and uh, we have some more intercepted Gino Vega Siri queries. So we'll we'll get to that in a sec. Joe's ready to rattle some reptiles with a GI Joe mud fighter. Nobody beats GI Joe. GI Joe mud fighter. It flies low the ground and it's armed to the sky. But Cobra's crawling back with a new Cobra hit. Look out! Older and better than a new Cobra hit. Joe's never faced firepower like this. Nobody G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Mud Fighter comes with pilot Cobra Hiss with driver. Nobody beats G.I. Joe. Yo, Are you there, Siri? It's me. It's me. It's Gino V. Alrighty, tidy whitey, it is me, and we are back for the second segment of the show. This is, uh, the place where sometimes we find out what Gino Vega is eating for lunch the previous day, but at this point, we're gonna, we're gonna do some of these Siri queries that we get 
from our guy Gino Vega. I know not how this happened in the first place. I really, really, really don't. But somewhere along the line, he confused the number for calling Siri, which I don't even think is a number. I think you just say it and then you get it on the iPhone or whatever. I don't have an iPhone. I have an Android. I don't, I don't know. But somewhere along the line, he got that mixed up with uh my number and every once in a while i get like these random questions from uh gino vega and they always they always start with hey siri it's me it's me it's gino v and then i take it from there let's see let's see what the first one is it goes hey siri who would win in a fight between julio caesar chavez and hector macho camacho i know that our guy gino vega has been getting into boxing a little bit lately i think that he's i think that he's actually out unboxing already, but he's looking for some kind of a combat sport to fill the, uh, world that, uh, wrestling used to fill, and I know that he's, he's moved into the world of boxing, and it's cool to see that he's, he's getting into some historical action, but Julio Cesar Chavez and Hector Macho Camacho, actually, uh, they fought back in, back in 92, our guy Julio Cesar, JC Superstar, fought and beat Hector Macho Camacho. This was, this was a big one. This was a rivalry that had stretched for decades. Each guy had been dominating at the lighter weights, and they never, they never not never got involved. They never not never got it on, and then one day, one day they did. But this was a bit past Hector Macho's prime, so his his legs kind of went out early. He's a he's a fancy boy kind of boxer, moving around. He got his Jerry curls flipping, his jabs out there, running around the outside corner of the ring, making people look silly. And the, uh, the legs go. The legs go on, guys, as they get older. And, uh, JC Superstar was able to trap in the corners frequently, beat him down, punch around on him. But I gotta, I gotta give it up to our guy Hector Macho, man. He, he hung tough. He showed that he really, really was a macho guy, not a fancy boy. He stood toe-to-toe with JC for extended periods of time. That's, that's a good one. So I'm gonna say, hey, Gino, they fought back in 92. JC Superstar won. I sent him, I sent him that message, and then he was kind of... He was still kind of on the historic boxing tip to some degree when he asked me, Hey Siri, who would win in a fight between Tommy Gunn and Clubber Lang? This is, this is a Rocky kind of thing. Maybe he was watching this Rocky marathon. I know they aired one on the, uh, on the Paramount Network. I think it was on a New Year's Eve. They ran through all the Rocky flicks. I, I caught some of a couple of them, but I, I missed a lot of it because I don't know, man. I was out there living life, but I guess he was he, he was he was watching it and he asked, "Hey, who would win, Rocky Three's Clubber Lang or a later series Rocky Tommy Gunn, played by Tommy the Duke Morrison?" I gotta say, Clubber's gonna kill him right out the box, dude. I I feel like Clubber was an absolute killer, like an absolute madman, a lunatic, a real true warrior in the Corazon and. Tommy Gunn was another amongst the uh, long line of great white hypes, and he uh, and he was protected from any kind of hard competition all the way up to getting the belt because dude got defeated by an 85-year-old Rocky Balboa in a street fight, dude. That doesn't bode well for the heavyweight champion of the world because I, I think that uh, a prime clubber Lang would have destroyed that Rocco on the street that day in Philadelphia. Was not a wild scene. There were people everywhere. Rocco's fighting with Tommy Morrison in the street. Rocco throws a German suplex on Tommy. He throws, and then he throws some kind of crazy leg sweep. Remember that? He like dips down on the ground, leg sweep. He, uh, he's got some street fighting skills. I wonder how Rocky would have done in the octagon if he would have kind of, he would have kind of decided to, um, go that way. I wouldn't imagine he would win a little late in his life, but if he, Maybe if he started early, who knows? Dude has incredible heart. Incredible heart. He's got some street fighting abilities. Maybe 
maybe in like the early UFCs, like back in the days when guys like Paul Verlins were running wild, when guys like John Hess were running wild, dudes like that, I would imagine, and this is just me, but I would think that uh, Prime Rocky Balboa would probably put John Hess in a body bag. He'd probably put Paul Varlins in a body bag. He'd probably put Mark Hall in a body bag. Any of these guys. But if he ran into somebody like a, like a more rounded guy, like a Marco Huas, the king of the streets, I don't know if that would go very well for our guy Rocky. But Gino Vega, I hope this answers your question. I am sure Clubber Lang would win the fight. The next one. The next one kind of continued on into this fantasy fighting realm when he said, Siri, it's me. It's me. It's Gino V. I want to know who would win in a fight between Batman and Captain America. To me, this is the ultimate superhero fight. More so than Superman versus Spider-Man. More so than anything because each guy is kind of like, they're like the dominant fighting guy of their respective company. Batman beats everybody. That's the one rule of DC. Batman beats everybody. And then over in Marvel, it's almost as if Captain America's power is that he can't be beat in the fight. He always wins. So you got like the immovable object, the unstoppable force. I think that they actually met up in a DC Marvel crossover and Batman won. But I'm going to kind of go and I'm going to think that Captain America is going to win. I, I'm i a big Cap guy. I'm a big um Batman guy for sure. But I, I just think that, I just think that Cap has too much over Batman. Batman's got a lot going for him. He does. Obviously, he's Batman. He's crazy. He's obsessive. But Cap is like the peak of human perfection with all the super soldier steroids and everything. So I just kind of think if it's like, if it's like a straight up one-on-one. Like, they're going to meet in the alley, and they're going to fight. They're going to meet in Crime Alley, and they're going to duke it out. Just duke it out. Mono e mono. I think that Batman puts up an amazing fight, and it could go his way. I don't think that's like... I don't think it's like a slam dunk for Cap by any stretch. Not at all. But I think that if they fought ten times, Cap would win seven. Batman would win three. So, on average, you got the, um... You got the Cap victory there. I just think he brings too much. Too much to the game with the Super Soldier steroids. Too much with the actual factual battlefield experience. Way before he was even Captain America. He was out there killing Nazis, dude. He was out there fighting in the trenches for his life. I I just gotta go in that direction. That's just what I think. Gina Vega, I hope this answers some of your questions. We're gonna we're gonna move forward in the show. Up next, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the big movie list. 2020. That's a topic that I used to cover on the good old uh, Toys R Us report, on the good old Icy Robots show. Basically, every time I go to the movies, I write it down. And I keep a big list, and at the end of the year, I go over that list. The year before, I saw 100 movies. In 2019, we went to the movies 100 times. This year, not that many, but there were some fun ones in there, and we're going to go over that in a sec. It's going to be great. You are listening to the Stuck at Home Show. After a while, the days start to melt together. The IC Robots Radio. Big movie list. 2020. 2020 was a weird year in movies overall. I think that this, that's an understatement, but I, I think that you guys all know what I mean when I, when, when I say that. The theaters here in Santa Rosa, in Sonoma County, they shut down when this all started back in March, and they never, not never, like, opened up, like, since. I know that, I know that in some places the theaters never closed, and that 
maybe they closed for like a bit and then opened up, but our theaters have been closed for just like going on a year now. So for the most part, most of the movies that I saw, I saw on like, I saw on streaming things. I saw on Voodoo or whatever. I think that, I think that I only went to the theater this year, maybe like, maybe like nine or 10 or 11 times in the, uh, in the early part of the year when, when the previous year, last year, I went to the movies like a hundred times, dude. It's been, it's been a wacky, um, a wacky year, dude, as far as this goes. But I did see some good stuff. I did see some stuff that I, I enjoyed. So we're gonna, we're gonna go over this. I'll tell you all the movies that I saw. I'll talk about how I saw them, where I saw them, and I'll give like a very brief overview. So let's see. In 2020, I saw a grand total of 31 movies, 31 flicks. To count as a flick on this year, you have to have come out in like 2020 or open for the first time in my area in 2020 is a rule because I would see it if I could, but if it's not open, I can't. That's the, um, that's the general idea here. Let's, let's start into it. On the uh, second day of January, I saw Ford versus Ferrari. This is, this is a movie about cars, it has Matt Damon in it. It has Christian Bale in it. I think it's on HBO right now. It's fun. It's pretty good. It has kind of a rewatchability to it because it has has like that easy uh, viewing. Easy to get into. Lots of cars driving around. Lots of cool scenery and stuff. It's cool, man. I gave it 3.5 stars. The next movie I saw, I didn't see uh, again for a few weeks. We didn't go to the theaters. This was this was on the 15th. We saw Underwater. That's the uh, Christian Kristen. That's the Kristen Stewart underwater movie where she's trapped underneath the uh, sea with, with, like, monsters and stuff. I thought this one was pretty good, dude. I thought that she was good in it. I thought it was a lot better than I thought it would be. I, I like that 3.5 mics. The next movie was 1917. I gave that four mics. That was a war movie. It was pretty good. I remember seeing it at, uh, at the Summerfield Theater. My uncle went with us. Me, the wife, and the uncle all went. Then I saw Jane Silent Bob's reboot. This one we rented on DVD from Joe Video. I gave that three and a half mics. I thought that was pretty good. That's playing on Amazon streaming right now. Amazon Prime streaming. So if you're into if you're into like the Jane and Bob stuff, that is that's definitely cool. Then I saw The Gentleman. That was the Guy Ritchie movie with uh Matt McConaughey and uh Charlie Hunnam. That was good, dude. I I enjoyed that a lot. That was a 3.5 mics. That was the first official 2020 release that I saw right there. That's what uh, I made that notation. Then we saw Bad Boys for Life. I have no idea why we saw this movie. When I when I showed the list to the good old wife, she looked at this and she's like, Bad Boys for Life. We went to the theaters and saw that. That's the, uh, that's the Will Smith movie. No idea why. Didn't really like it very much. Then we saw Harley Quinn. This was the Birds of Prey deal in the uh, DC universe. I like that. That's on HBO right now, too. If you if you want to catch that, I give it three and a half stars, three and a half mics. And we saw Parasite, the movie Parasite, the Korean film. We finally got the chance to see that. It opened, opened here. I did enjoy that. I thought it was very good, dude. You should check that one out. That's on Hulu right now, I think. Gave that four mics. Then we saw a movie called The Rhythm Section. This had Blake Lively in it, and she has short hair, and there's some kind of, like, some kind of spy thing going on. This one we saw over at 3rd Street Cinema. This is a second-run cinema. We're getting toward the end of movies we saw at the theater. I didn't think that was too great. Two and a half mics. Then we saw The Invisible Man. That's on HBO right now. That was really good, dude. Horror movie. Really fun. Has uh, Lizzie Moss from Mad Men. Then we saw Jesus Rolls. This was the... This was the Lebowski spinoff written and directed by John Turturro. I had been waiting for years. 
like literally years to see this movie. It was all right. We saw that on Vudu. We rented it online. I, I forget where, where that's playing right now. It's playing somewhere on cable. I think it might be Showtime. We had free Showtime for a month and I, I could have sworn I saw it when I was, when I was flipping through the channels there, but I won't, I won't testify to that. And then the next movie we saw was a movie we rented online called The Sword of Truth. It has Mark Marin in it and he plays like a pawn shop owner who comes across this like powerful Nazi sword. Lots of um laughs, lots of yucks. The the follow-up to that as far as our movie viewing. That one, that one I remember was like this was this was back when everything first started. And we went through this gap where the the, the theater is closed. Right, and we just were sitting in the house watching TV and whatever, doing like the the hardcore quarantining at the very beginning, and we hadn't seen a movie in so long, and we searched this movie out and we watched it, and after that we saw The Five Bloods on Netflix. That's a Spike Lee movie. It was all right, Vietnam thing. I I saw a lot of potential in it, and it didn't come out like as cool and as I as I thought it would be, but it was it's worth checking out. Then we saw Seventy Five Hundred. That was on Amazon Prime. This was like at the time we were just like digging through these things, trying to find, trying to find different things to watch. This has Joe Gordon Levitt, and it's inside of a cockpit of an airplane, and there's like a terrorist attack, like a terrorist attack on the plane, and he's locked in the locked in the cockpit, trying to defend it from the from the bad guys. That's on Amazon Prime. So if you have that, check it out. And then we saw Superman Red Sun. That was on uh, DC Universe. Shout out to DC Universe. They're, they are no longer with us. Sad, sad place in my heart for them. But a lot of the stuff's moving over to HBO Max. So it's fine. We we like that. That's a retelling of the famous Mark Miller comic on the animated tip. We followed that up with Greyhound. This was on Apple+. Plus. We signed up for a free week of Apple+. Plus and we watched this. It's a... Tom Hanks World War II Navy movie. It looks really great. It's pretty good. It wasn't as cool as I thought it would be, to be honest. I thought this was going to be, like, one of the top movies of the year, just, like, looking at the trailers and stuff. It was, it's fine. It's worth watching if you get a free week or whatever. We followed that up with American Pickle. That was a Seth Rogen movie on HBO Max. At this point, a lot of these are out of order because I I fell off, like, the listing tip because we were just, like, watching movies on Netflix and then... When the end of the year came together, I had to, I had to put it together the best of my memory. I just, I fell off a lot of the routines, and this was one of the the routines that maintained things together. And I just, I fell off, dude, fell off the routines. But it's all good. I think I got them down. We saw American Pickle. That was a Seth Rogen movie. It's on HBO Max. It's it's pretty funny. I, I would I would recommend that. He plays himself and an ancestor who got pickled and reborn. Many years later, at the same time, I enjoyed it. We saw You Cannot Kill David Arquette. We watched this on Voodoo. This is about the wrestling career of David Arquette. He goes back to the indies. He wants respect. This was highly enjoyable. I, I think that if you're into this sort of thing, David Arquette, you're into wrestling, you, you definitely should check that out. We saw Borat. I thought that movie was phenomenal. I can't believe the effect that it had on the world. It was great. That's on Amazon Prime. Check that out if you haven't already. We saw another Amazon Prime movie after that. It was a, it was another Kristen Stewart movie. This one was called Seaberg. She plays uh, Seaberg, the famous French actress who also did some activist work with the Black Panthers. It was okay. It was fine. Through mics. We followed that up with Tenet. The biggest movie of the year, probably, honestly. The biggest movie that came out, I would think. The, the new Chris Nolan movie. I, I really still don't know what to think about that. It, this, this movie, it's obviously good, 
right? It's obviously good. You're watching it. You're like, man, this is this is something. But it's very weird. It's very confusing to me. But while I was watching it, I was enjoying it. There was like a lot of weird, cool things going on. But I, I'm gonna have to check this one out like a few times. I think a movie like this might might do well by, by like just like being played in the background at the house, like when it hits cable. Or whatever, and you just kind of, like, record it and, and, and play it when you're doing stuff. We we saw, uh, what is this, Greenland? Oh, this was this was the big Jerry Butler action flick of the year. It's an end-of-the-world kind of thing. They're all trying to get to this shelter. He's trying to get his family in. The shelter's in Greenland. There's going to be, like, asteroids destroying the whole Earth. I thought this was pretty fun. Me and the wife both, both like this. You can always count on Gerard Butler for one good action movie a year, at least. And this was... This was his one. The follow-up to that was Songbird. This movie stars Archie, the dude who's Archie on uh, Riverdale. And Alex Daddario's in it. And it's, it is the first, like, movie about the bug. The first movie about the bug re- that was being made while the bug was going on. I think they recorded it on phones. I remember hearing something like that. At this point, everything's been going on for a long time. It's set, like, five, six, seven years in the future. And it's all... It's all weird. It's all dumb. I, I I liked it enough, but I I couldn't recommend it in any way. But if, if you like, like, apocalypse movies or whatever, I think that uh, you might like to just give it a viewing if it ever pops up on cable or whatever on the sci-fi channel. We saw a movie called The Lie. This was another Amazon movie. This was, this was like the first in a series of movies, Blumhouse. It's going to be doing with Amazon Prime. It stars, what's her face? Joey King as a, as a teenager who, well, she kills her best friend, and the family and her all get involved in a cover-up. This is all in the trailer. I'm not giving anything away. If you see the trailer, it's all it's all right in there. This was pretty good, dude. Pretty good little horror movie. Right after that, we saw another Amazon movie called Vivarium. My, my guy, Carlos, he did a whole episode on this movie way back. We checked out that episode after we finally saw the movie. Good episode, weird movie. Jesse Eisenberg, Imogen Poot is in it. Love Imogen Poot. The The next movie we saw was The Hunt. I think this was a Blumhouse movie as well. I'm not not entirely sure. This one came out way earlier in the year, but we finally saw it. it uh, it's about like people hunting each other down. It's kind of like a horror movie thing. It was all right. It was fine. We saw Downhill that was on HBO that did come out in 2020. It's a comedy with Will Ferrell and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Wasn't as funny as you would have thought. It's kind of serious, but we, we liked it. After that, it was Wonder Woman. We saw Wonder Woman on HBO Max. This one, this one made me like really, really, really sad because this was one of the movies I was looking forward to seeing at the theater. We saw the posters all the time in the lobby and I was really looking forward to it. When I saw that it was going to be on HBO Max, I said, well, they're throwing the whole year away. There you go. And then the movie turned out to be, like, not really that great. It wasn't really that good, to be honest. Didn't like the tone of it. I would have liked it, would have enjoyed it if it wasn't so silly. But it was fine. I mean, I watched it, and I didn't I didn't hate it or anything. Then I saw a movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf, where he plays a gangster. A movie called Tax Collector. It's really grindhouse but it was fine. And the last movie I saw of the year, number 31, is a movie called Kajillionaires. We, we rented this at Joe Video. We went to Joe Video. The other day, they were open. They're essential, essential business. We went there. It stars uh, Gina Rodriguez, who I like a lot, and Evan Rachel Wood, who I also like a lot. This movie was cool, man. Very quirky. Reminded me a lot of these movies I used to see back in the 90s, early 2000s, these quirky little indies. It's about a family of grifters. I, I thought it was cool. We rented it, checked it out, brought it back the next day. So 
there you have it, dude. That was the the year in movies. What a sad, what a sad state of things. I did see some things that I enjoyed. It wasn't all bad, but man, the movie theater is missing from my life. We used to go so much. We would go like once a week, twice a week, it felt like. Uh, last year it was. It was actually factually like twice a week, and now... Now we don't get to go forever, haven't gone in forever, but hopefully things are going to be turning around soon, the vaccine's out there, everything's going great as far as that goes, so hopefully soon we will be back to that. Hey, this is me. I am over at the Dollar Tree. I wanted to record this because I, I think this is really wild. I, I'm listening to this, this sweet Caroline th that they're playing right now, and I think that's the, um, I think that's the Glee version. I used to watch that, uh, I used to watch that on Fox. I think that this is sung by the dude who got brought up on those, uh, you know, those really bad charges. That's wild. I would, uh, pull this out of this But anyway, I'm at the, I'm at the Dollar Tree right now. I'm over in the corner. I found some fun stuff today. I found these little blind bags of, uh, what are they called? Playmobiles. I'm buying, actually, like, I'm buying six of these. Me and the wife are gonna open these over the next three days, and those, those will be fun. Maybe I'll Maybe I'll get back to you. These are Series 11. I found these blind bags of, like, uh, Transformers. These little Transformers figurines. I'm going to get one of these. I'm not, like, super into blind bags, but I will. I will get them for, like, a dollar. For, like, a dollar, a dollar fifty. I think that's cool. I got a bag of ice. I love to have an icy drink. I know it's cold out, but I still like to have the ice in the drink. It's just me. It's my thing. I also got some of these sugar-free candies. These are for my sweet tooth. These are fruit flavored. They're not great. They kind of they kind of scratch up my mouth, to be honest. They're kind of they kind of get jagged and scratch my mouth. But they're they're fine when you need like a sweet pick me up. And that that is all. I'm actually going over the top with these um these Playmobiles. Playmobiles are cool, man. I've always I've always been into those. And I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll open up a uh, one of these when I when I come back at the show. I'll let you know what it is. We'll have I am back in the house and I have opened up the uh, Playmobiles. I got two. I got the one that I opened and I got the one that the wife opened. Let's look at the one that she got first. The one that she got is a Spartan. He looks like, he looks like Jerry Butler. Shout out to Jerry Butler again. Back in, back in the day at 300. He has a sword, a shield. He has one of those helmets with the brushes on the top. Let's try to get this helmet off. I, I should be able to. Oh, he looks cool under here, man. This is, this is a nice figure. He has a mustache. Playmobiles are... They're always pretty cool, man. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Playmobiles. And the one that, the one that I got is identified on the card as a time traveler. He's kind of, he's kind of sort of like a steampunky sort of dude. He has like a handlebar mustache and like an old timey hat with like, with like goggles on it. And he has a monocle and stuff. He's neat. He has a gun like a blunderbuss, but it has some kind of like futuristic rod across the top. He's fun. This is series eleven. This is the one that the wife wanted the most. Out of all of them. She was most into uh, the Time Traveler. Let's see what we got in this entire set. You got the pirate. Like what looks like a mummy or a zombie uh, worker dude. Like a superhero dude. Like a rock and roll guy with a guitar. Like some sort of like native with like with like horns. Like a Viking. 
a ghost of some sort, the Spartan, what looks like a gnome, the time traveler, and some dude who's in, like, sort of like a patriotic outfit of a superhero of some sort. Kind of, kind of a fun set. I, I want the set 12. In set 12, they have a sushi chef that I, that I think is pretty neat. I want the little, uh, sushi accessories for, for action figure toy suits. I, I hope that you guys are doing well. I hope that you're holding up during all this. Man, it is a tumultuous time right now. I I don't even know what to say about a lot of it. I, I think that it all comes down to a ELE, you know. Everybody love everybody is the key to um to success in the world as a as a society. I I live in a nice neighborhood, right? And when I say nice, I don't mean that it's full of like fancy houses and like wealthy people or anything, because there's nothing there's nothing like that at all. It's a very normal neighborhood and a very normal part of town, but it's a nice neighborhood, and the reason that it's nice is because everybody does their lawn, everybody picks up after themselves, people are polite, people are nice, everyone says hello, nobody's really loud, no loud parties, kids play in the street, but they don't, they don't get like too, uh, out of hand, everything is, everything is very mellow on my block, everyone's nice, they say hi when I see them, and I think that, I think that there's a lot to be learned from that. I think that what you can really gather is that, like, all it takes for a nice place to exist is for people to be nice. And I think that we could have a nice world. I think we could have a pleasant world. I think that we could all have very enjoyable times, very nice things going on. If everybody was just... Everybody was just out there trying to be a nice, cool dude. That's all I'm saying. Try to be a nice, cool dude. E-L-E. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Stay safe. I I don't know what else there is to say except for that. I just hope they're all doing well. And I hope they're all safe. And I hope that everything is going well in the world. For a hike the other day in Annadale, it was really muddy. But it was fun. I advise that. That's what um, I sort of do to keep, keep myself. Keep myself in mental focus. I go out there and walk the earth. I... I just find it very, very relaxing. So if, if that's something you can do, if the snow's not too deep, if you can get out there, walk to earth, put your feet on the actual factual ground, not the uh, indoor ground. I find that to be very helpful. But um, we were out there, and I, I took some toy pictures and stuff. It's always, it's just always good to kind of connect yourself with the outside sometime. If you want to see my toy pictures, you can find me over on the Instagram. That's Instagram uh, backslash uh, icy robots. I don't know. It's icy robots. On Instagram. I don't know how Instagram addresses work. I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S. I post my uh, my toy pictures there. And I'm very, very, very proud of them. Sometimes. Sometimes I think they come out pretty good. But I was over there with um, these Fisher-Price Adventure people. The astronaut lady. And I was I was playing on a tree. Like this moss-covered tree. And I'm just like posing her. And I had a crystal. And I'm pretending like she found this like space crystal. And I'm thinking like, you know... This is a really good time. I'm out here and I'm playing with my toys and I'm also like, you know, creating art because your boy's an artist. And I'm just like, you know, I'm doing all these things at the same time. I'm just like, this is just a very, very nice time. And I feel like this is just a time like anyone could have. Anyone can have a nice time. Anyone can do nice things. Anyone can have fun. You just got to try. You got to try to live with love in your heart. With that said, my guys, I'm going to get up out of here until we meet again. Still working on that episode of uh, This Boring Life. I'm going to get it out soon portable music players. So until we meet again, do the time. Don't let the time do you. E-L-E. That's right. E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall.
gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Everybody love everything. Right there on the wall. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots Radio production. Everybody love everything.